So let me just say we are in week six, would you believe? Of yeah, remote, wow. remote radio. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe. Um, we'll just um, do our little kind of catch up. So Gillian, do you want to start? Uh, catch up on how on everything your, your, Yeah, yeah, how, how everything's doing. Um, I'm fine and... Um, I'm, I have a Zoom timetable now with the days and the times of all the sessions I'm joining in. The highlight of the Zooming was joining in two American groups and they were very welcoming and they couldn't believe that I was coming in from London. Uh, so that was great and meeting lots of new people who I'll forget as soon as the lockdown yeah. finishes, obviously. What were the Zoom groups in the US? Mm. The US ones were a reading group so I had to get the book, which I did online very quickly um, through Kindle, Amazon. And the other one, oh, I'll just add into that, that I've cleverly found that some of the books are up on YouTube being reviewed or they're in audio fashion. So I can just listen to them instead of reading them. And the, others, the other one was called Knitting Circle, but it wasn't knitting. It was knitting and books. So, um, ah. I can pretend. Anyway, I joined another missing group and pretended I was missing just so I could join in. So that's been going on this week. So it's like pictures. online knit and natter, but virtual, basically. Right, interesting concept. But some are very highfalutin and some are not. And I don't know if all of you know on BBC4, Dr Zoe does How Things Are Made. She's running some of the sessions, so I'll be in there with my nose in. Great. Donald, how's your week? Week, uh, this last week been? I have many bits of paper with notes on them that stretch back for years and stacks of press releases and stuff, and I'm going through that. Uh, and, and I'm still reading more of the theater books, and I've decided that's kind of uh, definitely a way of being educated about theater uh, all the time. And the ni nightly or daily walks to the park, I've started taking Alan across there as well. So I escort him, I'm his bodyguard, then I bring him back and I, I go back and run around a lot. The Finsbury Park is loaded with goslings now and uh, they are so already at their young age because of their parents, so accustomed to being around people. I'm, I, it's just astonishing how near you can get to be uh, in, in city parks. And uh, I was humming to them and uh, they were, all the family was coming closer and closer and then a dog came up and the, the geese went to panic mode and kind of lightly attacked the dog. And that was the end of that little idyllic moment. Uh, I also started doing this is this What's, is what bit, is that bits of paper I, I do collages so I don't know why but this is a reflection of my mind Oof. <laughs> yeah full <laughs> full on oh wow. start arranging things and doing something manually and and there's words scribbled all over them. So I started doing that and I felt very good about that. It's, I'm not claiming this is going to go into the National Gallery next we'll week. Will do. But <laughs> we feel nice. Feels great. 
Great. Um, Jamie, thanks for joining. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Hi, guys. Nice to Hi, see you. It, it, feels, it feels like a sort of private chat today. It's yeah, a, yeah, the yeah. There's less people. The elite, the elite loyal group. That's and, right. And Gillian, oh. I see uh, uh, your, your name is coming up as Galaxy J5. And I'm just wondering, is that, is that your new name on your American Zoom groups? You've I don't know why it comes. No, I'm Gillian in America. <laughs> I don't know why it comes up as Galaxy. Sometimes it comes up as my name. Um, it's because you're a hell of a gal, that's why. Correct, Donald. Very I, I good, Donald. I expect to see that on your collage. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Are those your collages in the background, Donald? No, that's, that's actually um, uh, Robert Rauschenberg. No, Jasper Johns. It's, uh, oh, Jasper Johns, okay. It's a Jasper Johns advertising Merce Cunningham and John Cage. Merce Cunningham Dance Company. Like it. I like it. He's a good artist. Um, uh, I'm fine. Sorry, Lucy. We're going slightly. You don't need there. to. You don't need to hold your microphone there. I just noticed it was. I was a little bit quiet. Uh, you know, you're fine because otherwise you you breathe into it and it's um quite full on. None of that. Sorry. Heavy <laughs> breathing. Yeah. yeah. We can hear you. We can hear. You. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. More than one minute to Um. Sizzle's bottom is back in place. The penguins have yet to hatch. Uh, what else has been going on? The wattle crane. That was a good story. There was um, uh, they, um, there's a wattle crane, uh, husband and wife, who hatched an egg, or she hatched an egg, and the dad, for some reason, accidentally or not, um, smash, tends to smash the egg. So they had to um, take the egg away, put it in an incubator, and they've given it to foster parents. So they've given the wattle crane egg to a red crown crane mother and father and just as the egg sort of pipped so it cracked the shell they took the egg from the incubator and put it in the red crown crane nest where they put two dummy eggs up until that point swapped it for the real one and uh, the wattle crown crane has hatched um so this little ginger chap is running around with white <laughs> parents with a red hat so in the wilds, what, what would happen? Like, What would happen? I don't know. They don't know why. The, I don't think it's a, a sort of um, uh, a sort of regular thing that the uh, wattle crown parents will smash the egg. It might be that this, you know, these parents end up smashing it for some reason. Um, but they didn't know whether it was accidental. They think it was accidental. They were just sort of clumsy and um, mm. for some reason kept on smashing them. So that's why they... They swap them out. Right. So that's a, that's a waffle, Excuse me. I, I'm, update. I'm Hi, Susan. Susan, with... it's nice to see your whole face. Normally, I can just see your eyes. Normally, your framing is such that you um, just see the what... top of your head. But I can see your whole head just about now. Well, that, that, that's, that's an accident. I didn't want to be seen at all. Well, it's nice to see you. Susan, you, um, you, you kind of told us a, a little bit already, but do, do you want to tell us how you've been this week? This, this is my first day out of bed this week. Well, it's good that you could join. Yeah, well done. Yeah, I, I, I didn't intend to, but there you go. Um, earlier, we are talking about touching one's toes. Yeah. I, I, I just did. Wow. A bit well lopsided. Done. It was about two, two inches shy on one side. But then I, I have 
got one leg shorter than the other. So I just touched my toes, which I'd have been disgusted if I hadn't been able to. Well, you still got it. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, what am I going to do with it? That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Malcolm, you're about to say something. No, I was just going to say, Helen, you've got some competition. Or rather, I've got competition in you. I'm just looking at um, a book that has reminded me of um, a lot of what I've been doing this week. I, can you see this? Just not. Do you want to just tell us what it is? Oh, what a shame you can't see any of the. No. Well, we can okay. see there's lots of uh, images. Are they album yeah. cover? Album covers? That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a really. Blondie. What? I think I spotted Blondie. Yeah. And Bo Bowie, I think there's. Yeah. Bernstein at the top there. Yeah. It's some great, really, I mean, really tremendous. Covers. I know that's yeah. one of Jamie's tastes, isn't it? I like, yeah, I love a bit of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, a bit of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, you always had yeah. bad taste. Yeah. Shut up. Come on. Any, anyway, what I was going to say was a lot of this week, apart from um, uh, the garden and and uh, Jamie being really unfair to me out in the garden. Um, one of the things I've been doing. Oh no, no, no! Before, before I want to tell you one of the things I've been doing. Uh, I want to go back to um, Gillian. That yeah. I always think of Gillian as um, my my head always says ruffian. <laughs> always says ruffian, even when yes, even when she offends me, and she offends me quite on quite honestly. She does. Uh, she occasionally um, writes something on uh, what is it? Um, I don't write on it anymore on Facebook. And, and I compliment her, and then she offends me. She insults me. I, she, she cooks food. I, 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 she, tells, she says how wonderful the food is, and she's looking forward to it. And that, then I ask the question, where's the ketchup? Well, and she you offends me. You, you get what you deserve, Malcolm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, that, now that I've got that off my chest and not off of uh, ruffians, um, a lot of the week, has been taken up by listening to early vinyl that I've got and that I haven't listened to for a long time. And that's really, it's, it, that's taken me into some wonderful, wonderful places. So mm, I've enjoyed that an awful lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, and I'm introducing my downstairs neighbours um, to uh, music from my day that they, that they may not know about or may not know much about or uh, their grandparents have hinted at these people and I'm just sending them stuff to listen to so they can use um, Spotify to get a taste of music which I think they should be introduced to like um, uh, laid back jazz for instance. J Jamie have you discovered anything new through Malcolm's uh, vinyl collection? No I wouldn't bother, I wouldn't bother with Jamie. No we, 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 we often you can wander down into the garden and <clears throat> um, there'll be uh, jazz wafting out um, quite often. It's, it's, it's nice. It's a, it's a mini education. But no, I think Malcolm's found in the neighbor in the basement, he's found someone who's like, who's, who's chasing him actually, isn't he? He's asking you for recommendations. I never did that, Malcolm. In the neighbor in the basement. That sounds like a novel. <laughs> it does. <Yeah. laughs> yeah, that, that's a nice one, Ruffian. We let him out every now and again, the neighbor in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since we're on, could I say that that Malcolm, how about a 
cookbook or you know something to do with cooking called Where's the Ketchup? Oh, not a bad yeah, thing. Good one. Interesting. I expect everyone to be writing by next week. Absolutely. You could marry the recipes with a classic album. Ah. Mind a copyright. Mind a copyright. Right. But, uh, but, uh, well, Ed Sheeran did an advert for ketchup, didn't he? Did you see that? That's true. That's true. Oh, right. Yes. Scraping the barrel. Absolutely. Oh, I found that really strange. Why on earth would he do that? Because he's got red <laughs> hair. <laughs> well, also, what, well, why would um, who, who who was the um, uh, the, 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 um, never mind the bollocks? Who was the leader? What's his name? Sid Vicious. Sid. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. He wasn't the leader. Uh, the oh. other one. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, come on, fellas. Johnny Rotten? Johnny Rotten, Rotten, yeah. Johnny Rotten. I mean, he, he did, um, he's been, did the commercial for what, what butter. That's right. Yeah. The right, yeah. So really, it yeah. goes back a long way. It goes <laughs> right back to um, Laurence Olivier doing a commercial. Yeah, but to be fair, um, Johnny Let Rotten be, no. probably needed the money, and yeah. Ed no, Sheeran definitely does not need the money. Quite right, yeah. Right, so and who are we to judge? Donated it. <laughs> oh, Lucia, who are we to judge? Girl? This is true. This is true. Oh, Judgment. People have their own reasons. I mean, Ruffian has her reasons for putting rubbish on Facebook. You know what I mean? What, what, <laughs> yeah, what, no, advert, what advert did Larry Olivier do? I'm going to I think it was. What was it? What advert did he do? I think it Lawrence was for Olivier. Olivier, the cigarette. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Shall we um, go on to, I think this kind of links nicely to the topic, so, sort of. Um, How are you doing, by the way, Lucia? How am I doing? I'm doing, I'm really tired today. I don't know. I think I've just been, since this has all happened, I've, I've, ha I've been quite overworked, which is unusual and a good thing, but I've kind of got to the point where I just need uh, a nap. <laughs> Of a few days. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm totally um, with you. Yeah, I just need a holiday now. Um, so, <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I can't be <laughs> tail end of a, a sentence where something about going to the uh, National Gallery virtually. No. Uh, no, that was. Um, that was Donald's work. His collage might go into the National oh. Gallery. <laughs> when I say might, <laughs> I mean that, will. That, that, I think it probably yeah. goes to the National <laughs> Gallery, but who knows? Yes, let's use our imagination, Donald. Well, you can use yours. Mine has sort of ha had it, you know what I mean? So anyway, thank you for asking, Jamie, how I'm doing. Um, and I'm the, the kind of the idea about um, sort of lying or laying fallow and kind of having a bit of space for new things to emerge um, has been quite an interesting concept and I, I kind of wish in a way that it sounds a bit funny because um, it's a privilege that I do have so much work but I kind of would have maybe also like just a bit of time to yeah. think so I don't know if any of you in your lives have had a moment where everything's just kind of other than now, kind of come to a standstill and you've had that time for new things to emerge. It might be creative things, but it might be just a relationship or starting a family or I don't know. There's all sorts of things that, you know, that creating a space might, might um, 
uh, allow, you know, creating a space can allow something new to emerge in that way. Just wonder if that's been anyone's experience. In a word, oh. No. No, I don't think so. Okay. What about like, you know, if you've had an accident and you just can't, you know, you've broken your leg and then suddenly you're like making music or you're re starting to read a different kind of book. Or, I don't know. There are all sorts of ways of like that kind of, sometimes it's forced or it might be a decision that you're like, okay, I'm just going to step out for a while and kind of create a new space. You often hear about that in relationships, you know, in order for the right person, for example, to come along, you have to kind of create that space as well. I think you're right about, um, about illness. Uh, sometimes my body has told me, you need to stop trying to do too much. You need to stop running and, and striving and whatever. And that, that need to stop because my body is, is insisting. Yeah. Uh, is 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 a good way to heal and be replenished but well not unfortunately because i've had a you know, really good life in many respects to date i've i've always got so much that i'm juggling and doing that that's why to relate it to to what's going on now i really rather welcome the unasked for if sometimes very anxious holiday that i'm on now Mm. because I do have time to make collages right. or clean my flat or go to the park every day that I've lived across from, you know, for three decades. I never did that till now. So it's, it's one of the sort of oblique blessings of, of a terrible time is to be able to do that stuff and learn more about nature and think and, and think on my feet as I'm moving and, and, you know, watch a blade of grass, that kind of thing. Um, so I, I welcome it as, as a rather a, a, an overachieving type person. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's, it, it's quite interesting. Um, Donald, in the light of what I was saying before we started recording about that I'm the opposite, I'm sort of very underachieving. Um, but it's really interesting that I relate to what you're saying. I don't, I'm not quite sure why, considering I feel like I, I'm the complete opposite. Um, I, I, I think the, 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 one of the things that has happened, so I'm going off of it slightly, it's not an easy question really in this situation, but um, one of the new things, or no, one of the things it's promoted is that I found my, I'm finding myself, and I think I'll go back to normal eventually, but I'm finding I'm more tolerant of people at the moment. Hmm, interesting. And I say that purely and simply because I'm not a particularly tolerant person. That, uh, that, that's why. Really? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ruffian. You understand. Um, I'm going to get you for this word, Ruffian. Uh, of course. Um, well, should it be hooligan? No, that, none of them. Bit, none of them, not Ruffian or hooligan? No, you carry on with your talk. Okay, I will. I'll, I'll get to a nice one. on to you. Hope Pauline gets uh, you in a minute. Oh, <laughs> no, please. Um, um, what was I saying? Oh, come on, man. What was I saying? Tolerant. You're, a tol you're not very tolerant. Yeah. Oh, yes. No, I'm not particularly. Um, um, I sort of can do that very quickly. Um, but at the moment, I'm finding a, a, a level of maybe something hidden that is... is putting its head slightly above the parapet at the moment, um, even though I recognise that it may not last. But at the moment, it's quite enjoyable. So 
why won't it last? Isn't it something because that you can take into the next phase? You're, you're, you're about to try and make this whole thing very positive. No, and I'm not. I'm, I'm well, you either are. way, either well, way. You're trying to say Malcolm be positive in the future. Why can't you be tolerant uh, in the future? The point is because my, because my name is Malcolm Kay and I know my future and the future suits me. And, it's, and what suits me at the moment is to be tolerant of people. And if what happens from being more tolerant of people affects Malcolm Kay for the future, that's cool. That's great. But if it doesn't, that makes absolutely no difference to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I think this is known as a pregnant pause. Yeah, and I've learned also to allow that pause to just um, to flow. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Let's just let's just put some flowers in our ears, shall we? Giving <laughs> <laughs> birth to the next baby. Exactly. You know, you need the what, pregnant what pause. Without the pregnant pause, you don't have the birth, so... Absolutely. Absolutely. You're quite right. I mean, I, I, God, I've learned an awful lot in the last few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Jamie? You've been working quite a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of a time when... I don't know. I mean, relationships are the, are the, are the, are the real time, I find, when, when you just want to pause. I, I don't know. I had, a, I had a, a, a period in my life where, you know, I thought... Uh, I knew what type of person I wanted to end up with and then I thought I'd found them and then I realized, oh, gosh, why, why am I even sort of trying to predict what I want and or even sort of like trying to rationalize who I end up with. And um, But I did that, you know, I sort of like, I, I sort of thought, oh no, I need someone who's just like really good company and then you think, oh no, I need someone who sort of really sort of is, is loads of fun and, and good to hang out with. And, and you just sort of end up sort of pinballing your way around all these different things, and and maybe it's just like uh, over time uh, you have to you have to you know you have to try all those different things to work out what's right. Um, I don't know, and and in between each one, I'd have sort of that you know down periods where I'd I'd be single and really enjoy it and have those times just to sort of all be selfish and fulfil what I wanted to do. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to think of, you know, I'm trying to work out how to answer your original question in mm. a, a sort of uh, as, as positive a way. I think, um, I mean, whether it answers it or not, I think in TV as well, as a freelancer, you get pigeonholed a lot of the time and you are the type of person who might go and do programs, travelogues abroad, or you might be the person who makes programs about police. Or you might be, you know, someone who makes natural history programs, and and I, I really find that uncomfortable, and I like extracting myself. You know, I like to sort of do a do a type of work and a type of film for for a period of time, and then I'm like, actually, I reject that now, and I just have a fallow period where I'll, I'll, you know, work out what I want to do next and and head off. And I think maybe the the sort of different layers and peeling back different layers or shedding different skins is, is, is definitely a part of being a, a freelancer but there's often a sort of rebirth and a pause and a, a reappraisal of, of who you are it feels like you have the space as a freelancer to do that um uh and this, uh, yeah up this to a period, point though yeah because there's yeah. the anxiety as well i think you can do anxiety. that if you can do that if you kind of don't have 
so much for I think that's what's interesting at the moment is there's that kind of financial anxiety which everyone is you know most people are experiencing so it's very hard to kind of find a kind of paused creative moment because in the back of your mind you've got this kind of financial anxiety and I think that's what happens when you're a freelancer a lot is you you know it'd be nice just to step back and kind of think about what might I do next but really yeah. what you're doing at the same time is like oh I need to you know also pay the rent and where's the next lot of money coming from I mean you sort of get used to that you have to save money as a freelancer so you will do a job and you're used to having time off work you know mm. there might be times when the industry is not ready for a new job or the work just isn't out there and you'll have two months where you're like oh, Christ, I haven't got any work and you always have to put that money away but this is this is just so much bigger now um, and freelancers haven't really been looked after by the government we're not you know uh, there's, there's not really much compensation for people in, in TV um, uh, and um, that stress is yeah it, it's 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 huge. I think a lot of people think you're leaving the industry as a result. Right. Um, interesting. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, 80% of people are out of work in, in, in TV. I mean, there's the news and there's the usual sort of stuff that carries on. And, um, you know, there is a small percentage of, of the industry that is in work, but most of them are out of work. And I think, um, I don't know it, it, whether, whether that's just sort of rumor and once things pick up, fingers crossed, touch wood, um, people might sort of head back to it. But I do think that they're, at the moment there's a sort of there's a lot of discussion about people not wanting to live that hand-to-mouth existence and not wanting to have that uncertainty and not wanting to go from you know one job to unemployment and then back to another job and not really sort of have any security um but we will we will see Gillian, mm. when you were up in your island in scotland did you did you just keep yourself like super busy or did you have that kind of time and space just to figure out? Well, I took want? up photography. Right. And um, poetry. Yes. And uh, I'm glad I did that because it all became a journal for me to look back on. Of no use to anybody else, but it certainly was something to evoke memories of a beautiful Where place. Where was that, Gillian? It was Westry in the Orkney Islands. Wow. They don't when, have when, any coronavirus up there. When, when was that? This was 2000, 1999 to right. 2006. Um, no, but it wasn't conscious. It was, it was because I, I was new to everything and finding my feet. And I had to fill up the days like I'm doing now. So, um, and, and digital cameras just came out about two years later while I was up there. So I was one of the first to use a digital camera. I thought it was amazing. Um, yep. Uh, yep. So when you came back to London, did you come back to London after that? I did, I couldn't wait to get back. So when you came back, do you think that time, just kind of, you know, filling the time and that time in a much more isolated place, do you think that changed you in any way? Yes, it must have done. It, it did, it made me, um, quite tolerant about other people and the way that they have their lives and just made me very tolerant and certainly very tolerant of older people as well who I'd gone up with stereotypes about people and um, you know, uh, one, uh, one that I remembered where I was so arrogant I remember saying to one young woman 
about her mother's club, which was a crochet club. So why don't you just why don't you just promote how to use a computer? Why are you doing crochet year after year? And that young woman turned around to me and said, "Those women are being creative. Put me in my place." Mm. I must uh, say, um, I must say that um, I know Gillian has done some amazing things um, for older people, um, and has got them to be very creative with various, in various ways. And she herself has had many exhibitions about the sort of things she creates. So I thought I'd just throw that in and change your name to Daffodil. Is that okay, Gillian? Oh, you're, you're fantastic. That's what you are. I'm going to put this back to you. Remember, we're being recorded. But I'd like okay. to know, Malcolm, why did you, if we're talking about lying fallow, which is only a phrase I learned today, okay. why, did you, why did you lay fallow, coming from a farming black background, why did you lay fallow Facebook? What made you change the direction there? Um, well, I, yeah, I will bear in mind that this is being recorded. Um, I suppose without using any um, expletives, I ultimately found either I, people didn't understand my humour um, and I don't like explaining humour. It's no longer funny. Um, I found not all, but much of the stuff that was being written about and taking photographs of your breakfast and talking about things that really didn't interest me and I found petty or, uh, or offensive in the wrong way. This is not, against, not that I'm against uh, people being offended. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I think we all should be offended at some point or other. If, in fact, often people are offended. What happened is people get started getting offended for absolutely no reason or for, or for stupid reasons. And it's a bit like comedians, I always find these days, that they'll use language, um, they'll use what we would consider uh, bad language in order to be humorous. But actually, they're just using language for an effect rather than to use language expletives for a particular reason. Um, I just ultimately found the people that things on Facebook were just not for me, really. Um, I just didn't enjoy it very much, uh, only the occasional person. And then after a while, I realized, actually, the friends I had on Facebook <laughs> clearly were not my friends, and clearly I was not their friend. Um, and then I whittled it down and defriended people. And before I de uh, defriended people, I found that I was being defriended. It just all got very silly. And I thought, hey, listen, I'm much better off just putting some vinyl on and listening to some music. I'm not enjoying this any longer. But now, now that there's hardly any human being on there for me, other than people like you, um, it's, it's more to do with organizations or different societies or the Tate or uh, the South Bank or whatever, and the BFI and getting information um, that's really what I tune in for. And then when I do tune in to check, check all that out, I come across you, you and your creative stuff and your stuff is good news, you know, um, you know, tomato ketchup or not. Daffodil says, thank you. I've actually come away from Facebook because I was putting up cheeky stuff just to get reaction. I just wanted some ah. human reaction because I tried to get up your street people to use Facebook more than email. Now, let's move away from email. We've done that. Let's move on with the world. People were so scared of people that I know were so scared of Facebook. And I was saying, but there's, there's so much to be found there. 
it's not the devil, you know, you, you'll be fine. Just go into stuff that you want to go into. And then even that, nothing was being reacted on. You know, your tomato ketchup thing was the only stuff I was getting back. But why am I wasting my time? Why am I on here? Yeah. You know, I get much more joy out of Twitter where people react. In fact, you're scared to write stuff in case they react. But I'm hardened now. Yeah. But uh, there's, there's so much humor on Twitter. But then again, you only link up to people that think the same as you anyway. Yeah, I, yeah I, that's one of the reasons I, wouldn't, I, I haven't joined Twitter, really. Um, and anyway, I need longer to talk. And how many words is it on Twitter? 40 words? 61. 240 words. It's characters, yeah, rather than words. So mm. very few long words and lots of short words. I mean, I, I joined something. The, I, certainly get, I certainly get the news before it comes on any other media. It's up there on the yeah. Twitter. Everyone's yeah. got their opinion, so you know what's going on. Yeah, Facebook's a washout at the moment. Yeah. I just wanted people to join in. That's all it was. Sure. So it's a connection thing again. That's why I do so much Zooming. Sometimes I come away and think, what have I done that for? You know what? I connected for a while. That's enough. Hmm. Yep. So, Susan, we haven't heard from you and we can't see you anymore. How are you doing? Are you still there? Just about. Just about. <laughs> nice wall. Yeah. <laughs> empty, empty walls. <laughs> we can see your wall, that's for sure. Uh-huh. Oh, there you are. Is there a moment when you've kind of just, um, I don't know, just given yourself a bit of space consciously or unconsciously? I know that you're, you know, you've been ill for a while, so you've, it's kind of, not necessarily what you've chosen, but has that produced anything positive for you? Um, I know this sounds silly from a lady of my years, but I've never felt worthy. Right. In, in, in any respect. Never felt what? Worthy. Worthy. Ah, okay. Well, maybe that's the human condition, Helen. Susan. 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 Mm. <laughs> <coughs> um. I mean, who's worthy, Susan? Who is worthy? Uh, people who think they are. Ah, well, there you go. There you go. So you can think, you can think whatever you like about who you are. Um, does, it make, does it make much difference to you who's worthy and who isn't? Yeah. Why? Um, all about self-esteem. Ah, no, I think being worthy and, and having self-esteem can be do two different things. Do you Maybe. want to define those differences, Malcolm? You want me to define the differences? <laughs> I'm an old Jewish man. What do you want from me? Do me a favor. <laughs> he wants definitions now. God's sake. I'm not going to go to the National and look at your stuff, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, I know why. Uh, him. No. Uh, him. Listen, uh, the only Americans I like are, Rod, uh, are, are Rob Reiner and Mel Brooks. Oh, and Nenny Bruce. We were singing Lily Van Stupp earlier today, so yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. Stop. Right. <laughs> but no, look, it is an interesting question. Like, I guess, you know, do you, and that kind of goes back to what you were talking about with social media, not getting any reactions. It's that kind of, you know, need for people to react and, and give you some, so like the worth, like your worth kind of, what what you're saying is interesting and worthy of posting. So you want you want people to react to it. Otherwise, why post it, right? So it's a similar kind of thing, isn't it? But you can post stuff that's not genuine, which was happening a lot of time with me. Sometimes I didn't believe what I was writing, but I just needed to have the reaction. But going back to Markham saying about self worth and self esteem are separate. But without self worth, where does your self esteem come from? Exactly. Uh, mm, oh, damn! Uh, <laughs> because I can come away from Zoom, for example, Zoom meeting, I think, and think, oh, why, was I, why wasn't I recognised as someone interesting like the like the um, professor on the other camera? Mm. Um, but it doesn't affect my self esteem. I just that's the way it is. Next one. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we we just um, <laughs> zoom in in a different way, even when we're defining things. And 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 of course, uh, Donald's quite right to ask me to define the things if I'm going to say they're different. But in a way, sometimes I do think we get a bit sort of fixated by by, by definitions. Really, I mean, I I tried. Uh, God, I'm going on a bit here, but I I I tried another Zoom thing other than this particular radio station the other day um, because I was involved in it by going along in the past. I, I, I can't remember its name, but I got involved with Zoom and, uh, and people wanted to get together and chat. But actually, what they wanted to do was just tell each other's jokes, I mean, actual jokes, um, to cheer each other up. And I, 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 I was not just extremely bored, <laughs> With, with the amount of, 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 of um, uncomfortable pauses, with the occasional titter from someone. And these were intelligent people, uh, certainly more than me. And, and I, I, I just found it, I don't, I don't want to leave this feeling as I feel. I don't want to switch off and offend people because that would be telling them that I find this incredibly offensive. Uh, not offensive, um, unfunny, um, and, and a waste of communicating with people to tell, you know, to have amateur people try and tell jokes in a professional manner is the worst possible way. I mean, even professionals don't tell jokes very well uh, these days. Um, so I didn't know how to get out of this. So I just, someone then said they were going to show um, a physical joke. And they showed a physical joke with something to do with their hands and blah, blah, blah. No one got it. And I just said that I think that's the funniest thing that's happened so far because it's so disgusting. <laughs> and everyone laughed. And then I left. <laughs> I, I, I kept whatever I had within me and I didn't allow circumstances, people, bad jokes or anything else to make me end up with nonsense. Yeah. I recently won a prize for telling the best jokes in the best oh. way. I'm switching <laughs> off. <laughs>
Who gave you this prize? Where did you win it? <laughs> it it was done at Purim, which is the festival of of Esther, and um, I I just started to. They wanted people to tell jokes, so of course me being me, I started it off, and then I carried on. And then I'd forgotten which was joke and which was fact and which was <laughs> fiction. But uh, it came across well and I won the prize. Wow. Very good. Wow. What was the prize? <laughs> A book of Sense Yiddish of humor. jokes. A book of jokes. <laughs> Yiddish jokes. Yiddish jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. The only real humour is spontaneous wit, surely. Surely. I don't no know. one's agreeing with me. It's another bloody pregnant boy. I don't understand. I'm switching off. I'm definitely switching <laughs> off. I'm going, I'm going potty here. Where's Jamie? Jamie's pissed off, isn't he? Because he can't cope. I'm here. Uh, he's listening oh, really? very intently. Oh. He's, he's yeah. you, you do just want to sleep because you've had a full dinner in the backyard. Exactly. Yeah. Jamie's still breathing heavily. <laughs> <laughs> not not heavily enough, you thought I'd gone. Exactly. <laughs> Donald, you were about to uh, interject. Oh, I was just going to say the, the old don't call me Shirley. Or I was going to say don't call Susan. <laughs> 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 I still, I exactly. I have to say that. Absolutely. I didn't do my usual. Somebody says we'll catch up later. And then I usually say, and what about the mustard or something like that? I make ketchup and mustard jokes. Yeah, I just and we're back to ketchup. Yeah, yeah, we're back yeah. to ketchup again. But yeah, I, I just want to say one one thing about about the idea of lying fallow and stuff. And I suppose this is from my years of watching dance performances, in particular, where people run around a lot and they're all very physically busy. Sometimes, and this is happening more as I've aged, matured. Um, the uh, the thing that attracts me most is stillness and silence, mm. and I I don't I don't consider them fallow, but just that stopping for a moment, and and not not generating either a lot of <clears throat> energy or a lot of noise, is so appealing, particularly the older that I've. I've gotten, and I don't mm. know if the way life works. Uh, you know, it's, I suppose it's about me not wanting as much noise and <clears throat> running and, and <laughs> although I love heavy breathing, Jamie, just so you know that. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll introduce you later. <laughs> the, the, the stillness is really interesting because that actually takes uh, that that's that that certainly hits my head as the, as as the difference between um, I think um, solitude and isolation. That mm. actually, the, the, yeah, I mean, the solitude is actually quite enjoyable as you get older because you're choosing it. Mm. And I think at the moment our isolation is not being chosen. So, so maybe, a big difference. Maybe that's the thing. We should be, you know, it's, when it's working, we can call it instead of self isolation, self solid. No, absolutely, I quite agree. No, mm. well, I, I, I think that's a. a um, does anyone want to say something before? I think the the conversation has kind of 
drawn to a natural close. Does anyone want to um, say something before we leave each other? Can Malcolm <laughs> define ruffian? <laughs> well, no, Daffodil. I'm not going to define something I don't call you any longer. I told you uh, I'm calling clever. you Daffodil now. Clever. Right. How about the distinction between hooligan and ruffian? <laughs> You're next. <laughs> you want the definitions again? I'm sticking pins in dolls now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, I mean, we could go anywhere, couldn't we? I mean, you know, I've elbowed the idea of calling you a toe rag. I've gone to Daffodil. Oh, my esteem has sunk into the cushion of my chair. Gillian, not really. Whatever you can get from any old arsehole. You're just a visual <laughs> to me. You're just a visual. I'm a visual fluff. Do you know I can say arsehole at the end of every session? For me? Do you I? Do. It's a you sort do. of conclusion of things, isn't it? Because it's the I back end of that's things. Why I can't listen to the recordings afterwards. That's right. Team. You don't like bad language, do you? You hate it. I know that. I don't mind it, but when I'm in a recording with it, I don't want to be there. With who? Who? If I, I, I swear all the time, by the way. I oh. don't like bad language. I just find it very um, um, forceful. And, uh, but if there's a recording and I'm involved in that recording, I don't want to be yeah. associated with arseholes. Uh, well, uh, well, in yoga, we call, we call arseholes blossom. Blossom. Right. Blossom. That's nice. You mean how's your blossom? That sort of thing. Oh, right. I love. But Lucia can edit my arsehole out. Oh, that's true. I don't know if I want to go there. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there. <laughs> I think yeah, we, well, can, we can we've all probably offended Susan. Our blossoms this weekend. <laughs> Bad language offend me. Oh my goodness. Did she say offend her? No. No, absolutely not. I know. Come from acne, don't you? Yeah, that would be good for her. All right. We'll leave it there. Thanks, everyone. It has been the kind of uh, tight, restricted group, but um, very nice to see you all. And have a wonderful week. And see you next Saturday. And we will, yeah, we'll discuss language. Why not? Okay. All right. Have, have a good okay. nap. Yeah, I will. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye. Bye.